This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. Welcome to Two Kids and a Career. Oh, I have two powerful women in the studio. We'll make that three. <laughs> Where? Where are they? <laughs> Say three. <laughs> oh, welcome to the podcast, Miss Annie Fry and Miss Katie Fitzpatrick. How are you, ladies? Good. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. We're so happy and excited. I hope you are. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. <laughs> well, I guess I know what That's I want to talk best. about, but we don't know. Uh, I want to start with your sunburn that you have, Annie. Is that mom probs? It is. Baseball? Yes. And you know what? All my kids had sunscreen on. You know, who, you know who didn't put sunscreen on herself? This girl. I'm stupid. The mom. Yeah. The mom. The mom. That's, yeah. When we went to Disney World last year, I got everybody Disney shoes that they could walk around. I got them all between six and eight weeks in advance. So by the time we were walking around Disney World, they would be broken in. You know who didn't get her shoes until a week before? This girl. Mom. And you know whose feet were blistered? Mine. Yes. But that goes to show a lot about how you are and who you are putting others Stupid. before you put yourself <laughs> putting others before you put the needs of yourself Thank and you. that's great you're the you're the angel on my right shoulder <laughs> oh katie i guess i should say that annie is a mom to three yes two girls and a boy remind me of their ages so my oldest is nine and a half boy so my firstborn son nine and a half my first daughter is six and a half she'll be seven in july and then my youngest turned three at the beginning of may so nine six and three at this point in time and katie is newly married and we're going to talk about that on a future episode but mm-hmm. no kids no kids a she just year is coming care. up take care of me yep <laughs> <laughs> i'll rub sunscreen on Annie's <laughs> okay. for the record I have never asked her to do anything of that sort not at all no wait are you offering <laughs> the reason why you two are here together because you have a radio show and I talk about radio a lot because that's what I do for a living so your radio show is on 97.1 which can be heard in St. Louis locally 97.1 FM News Talk 97.1.com and you have a show on the same time I do, so we never get to listen to you. But um, you get to come on the show every once in a while. I do, and that's always fun. Yes. Yeah. And that's one reason why I'm so excited about this podcast, because I have a lot to say. I don't get to say a lot on my radio show. Sure. Uh, so then you two are next door to me. Katie's the executive producer. Annie, you're the host. And I wanted to kind of talk about the dynamics of you being a mom and you working, hence this whole podcast two kids in a career but also something that's pretty powerful with you two it's a big deal about an award that you won so do we start with that do you want to start with that yes okay (laughs) 
Katie yes, said yes. We're going to start with that. Because Annie will not talk about it. Annie I can will tell. not talk about this. I can tell and that it's she's... a huge accomplishment. Right. Uh, I was, in my head, I was thinking, yes, please, let's talk about all the words I won first. <laughs> and I was formulating in my mind, how do I say this respectfully? And there's Katie going, yes, yes we will talk we will. about it. It's, well, it's, a, it's, it's a Gracie Award. It's a national award. And I think it is for... Um, sh- major market, non morning drive female show host. Correct. Yeah, it's it's def- on Tuesdays. <laughs> on Tuesdays <laughs> at noon. It's definitely an award that's awesome for Annie because she is the only female host for ninety seven one. She has her own show, the Annie Fry Show, and um, it's just about empowering women and. It's something that came to a surprise to both of us when Annie won, not because she isn't fantastic, but just because when you submit these things, we have a very different type of show. You know, it's a political talk radio, and that's really, really heavy sometimes. So whenever Annie won the award, we're like, holy cow. I said I wanted to know how many people submitted. (laughs) Did anybody else try for this? Oh, you know, here's the thing. I'm a millennial. I'm a mom. I'm a I'm a suburban mom. Um, I am a Christian, and I talk about politics for a living. And most of those demographics would say that I shouldn't be conservative. I voted for President Trump uh, at this point in time. I would vote for him again. I I looked at the choice we had in 2016, and I knew what I was going to get with Hillary Clinton, and I had higher hopes for the upside of Donald Trump. I didn't support him in the primary. He, I eventually got on to support him and I've been impressed with what he's done. So with that being said, I also don't feel it is even my responsibility to defend everything he has ever done or ever will say or tweet or do. It's not all or nothing with me. So we get to have those discussions on a daily basis, but for me to be a young female conservative, that almost seems oxymoronic. So when they're like, let's submit to this, mm-hmm. and Katie puts together this reel, and I'm talking about things that I talk about on the radio show every day, and I'm thinking about sending it to a national women's empowerment type of award thing sh- ordeal, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know that they're really going to want this voice to be included. And I listened to it, and I had to turn it off. I'm like, I can't. I don't think we should. <laughs> you know, I don't know this is a good idea. But I think that's sad. I think that when you started talking about, I, I don't know why I didn't think that we would talk politics. I mean, we're not going to talk politics. Right, yeah. But when you started talking about that, I thought, oh, but I said President Trump's name on yes. your podcast. And that's the that's the point. But that's a problem mm-hmm. that you can't say that. Mm-hmm. And it's also a problem that you can say that it that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you can't support the president. Yeah. Our current president. And just because you're a woman doesn't mean you have to support any issue. Right. Specific issue. And I'll say this, too. And if you listen to my show ever um, after Jill gets off the radio, <laughs> I don't say that everywhere, but I'll say it here. But if you listen to my show, the one thing that I want people to take away from my show is if you hate Donald Trump as a president, that's OK. Like, I, I'm not here to tell you how to think. I'm here to tell you why I think the way I think. And to give you the perspective of what I've experienced in my life 
that makes me think the way I do. And so we have conversations on the show all the time with people who call in, who disagree. We have some regulars, and we have great conversations where people are for things that I'm completely against. And the converse, like, I, I can maybe think of two times where I've cut somebody off and hung up on them. Because I want to end the conversation in a civil, respectful way. Unfortunately, in talk radio, especially when it comes to politics, being kind and open-minded is kind of a rarity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me to say to somebody, which I don't walk up to people and say, like, I'm actually very private about politics in my personal life because I don't think it should be a priority in how we have relationships with one another. And I Agreed. And, and I think that because it's become an industry, like politics is an entertainment industry, I think that we have prioritized our politics over things that are the most important in life. And I think if we could get back to those priorities and I think it's important to know issues and have perspectives and have policy standpoints on, on specific things that are super important to each individual person based on their own circumstances. I don't hate anybody who votes differently than, than I do. And I enjoy the discussion on why we have the, the positions that we do, which is really what we're trying to do noon to three on 97.1. So even when I said Trump on your podcast, I'm like, well, she can edit that out if she wants to. But I still think that, you know, it's important for people who are like me, who are young mothers, Mm -hmm. who have young children, who, you know, my Christianity is at the core. That is the priority in my life. It's the priority for the way I raise my kids. And for me to to be able to stand up and, and say that, we need to get to a place where I can say that. And by me saying that on your show, that doesn't mean anything about you for even allowing me to say that. And I, I'll say I have no idea, Jill, what your politics are. And I know mm-hmm. Katie's politics and my politics are not carbon copy. Really? One, you know, we will think different things mm-hmm. about specific issues. And we're both millennial females. But that's the whole point. We all have different experiences. We all have different positions. And we it's unfortunate that we are put into a position where some of us have to be very scared and leery of where we say what we say. I I don't think it's very great to have someone get mad at you, not just you in Mm -hmm. general, if you did vote for president Trump and not for Hillary Clinton. And I, I think Again, I don't I'm not trying to use them as the example here, which I, I guess I am. I'm, I'm talking around. But we're trying to get to that point in this world where we don't hate one another for yeah. those decisions. And we're not as women. We're not helping one another if we hate one another for choosing the mm-hmm. so-called wrong president. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how do we get to that place where we listen and we discuss. I will say I used to be a very black and white person in the sense of rules are rules. If the rule is you are supposed to be on time or if you're late, you get a detention. It's Mm -hmm. just an easy. That's black and white to me. You need to be on time or you get a detention. Mm -hmm. It took a lot of things for me to start to realize there's gray. And meaning that that person could be late because they come from a single family. Mom is working two jobs. They have to take care of all these different things. And somehow 
It's mm-hmm. gaining perspective. Yes. And but, empathy. Mm-hmm. And that's, I am still working on that. I sure. believe that there are some things where I, I had a boss tell me, you're always worried about playing fair. And I said, well, I don't understand why that's a bad thing. He's like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but sometimes things aren't fair. Life isn't fair. And yeah. it's just a matter of figuring that out. And that's what was so bizarre Whenever we submitted this Gracie Award, I think that Annie and I both went into this being like, well, there might be a lot of things going against us. And we know that the show is great and we put a lot of effort into it. And Annie is so so well-spoken and can break down so many different issues and get on your level and then speak at a very, very high intellectual level. So I knew that there was going to be a lot of different things that I could submit to represent the show and to represent and reflect Annie. But you go into it with a mindset being like, this is heavy politics Mm -hmm. and people might not like this and might not choose what we just presented in this product because they have different beliefs. And we're hoping that that isn't the case. They, I hope they look at this product and say, wow, Mm -hmm. this is an awesome show, but they might not. And so for at the end of the day for Annie to win, we're like, (laughs) (laughs) what what and it's great because and like i said annie really will not pat herself on the back for this great accomplishment but i will just like i'll rub sunscreen on your back but (laughs) if i ask you which is not yet (laughs) and it's just really thrilling we've annie's been on the air for a year Maybe a little bit over a year on, for on weekdays. Yeah. And I've been your executive producer in Half August for yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. It's just a really exciting for two uh, exciting time for two women to I'll, do that in this industry. I'll add to that. I mean, Katie, you're 26 mm-hmm. and she started in she started with 97.1 as my intern when I worked in digital for 97.1. So I've been with 97.1 for over 10 years now and I did digital. I was in the background. I've been in radio since 2006 and Katie came at, like wide eyed and on yeah. some sort of medication. Oh, Cause she like came from getting her wisdom teeth out. <laughs> she, she's like, I only remembered half of the interview, <laughs> but uh, for a 26 year old to be as, um, I don't know, in control and and responsible as she is. Like, I just think it's cool that we have a collective age of less, well, about 60. And Mm -hmm. we're two two young women winning an award for a conservative talk radio show. Like, none of that. That's like a fantasy land. I just think it's it's neat to be recognized. And I have had to check my perspective in that regard to think that we shouldn't submit because they don't want to hear my voice. That was prejudiced on my part. To think that they wouldn't even consider it. So I've had my eyes open by that as well. And I think that when it comes to politics, when it comes to discussing these issues, they're so hostile and tense to begin with that we need to get to the place where we can discuss them without the expectation of ending on a bad note. Everybody goes into these conversations to change the other people's minds. I try to go into these conversations to make people understand where I'm coming from. And that that approach has nothing to do with what that individual that I'm talking to thinks at the end of that conversation. I just want them to understand me and I want them to stay long enough to hear why I think the way I do. And and if they leave and disagree, but we can leave on good terms, like that's the goal. I think if we could all work in our country and everything to not be so uh, to not look at ourselves and judge ourselves based on the actions of another person, we would all be much happier people. We just need 
to be open to the conversation. Like you said, you want to talk to any of the listeners that call. You hear their point of view and then give your point of view. And and maybe there's a, a meet in the middle or maybe somebody gets you to think a different way. That's, again, goes mm-hmm. back to the black and white. I used to think certain things mm-hmm. were black and white until I would hear different people talk about different things. We've none of us have traveled in everybody's shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what one thing may impact you different, Katie, than you, Annie, than me. And just to be able to hear those and back to empathy, to hear those different things and say, OK, maybe I'll think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, when we talk about um, at least on our show, we'll talk about things that have to do with women's issues and mm-hmm. what are women's issues. And there are things that, you know, I will talk. We'll, we have some friends of the show who are African-American. They come in and they talk about issues that pertain to I, I don't know what it's like. I'm, I'm, you're listening, so you can't see me, but I'm white. <laughs> but if, if you know, I don't know what it's like to go th- walk the world as, as a black woman. And, uh, you know, a, a, a man of any color doesn't know what it's like to live as a female. And I mean, I think. You've probably touched on this podcast about this or will, but being a woman in radio, you're a minority for the most part. Certainly at our old uh, company, we had lots of hard rock you know, stations. It was much more male centered as far as the demographic that we were trying to reach. And over here, we've got Y98 and, mm-hmm. and some that are more female centered. So it's kind of crazy for Katie and me to be here and have more women in really good talent prominent positions like i love it i love seeing oh you my gosh, and trish so cool. and courtney like it's cool to have people to look up to and, and see being very successful um and everyone i've ever met has said this era for women right now it's insane and it's exploded because mm-hmm. like you just said so many talented women are on the air and i'm like that's what i've grown up in for radio it's exciting to be a part of it yes it's so thrilling Mm -hmm. and that even comes to this podcast being able to put that together and i said in episode one a lot of this started with some stuff that i was feeling on my maternity leave with my first daughter but also uh rachel hallis and her two books i don't have you read either one of them Mm -hmm. so um, the one the the follow-up Girl, stop apologizing. Yeah, I was wondering if that was the girl, wash your face. and girls, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so girl, wash your face and then girl, stop apologizing. Something that she said, oh, I wish I had the book so I could read it from quote for quote. But like, why do we have to put the word woman in front of our, mm. our, our accomplishments? Yeah. Like she mentioned um, boss girl. boss, mm-hmm. or like, Why do we have to say girl yeah. boss? Like you're a boss. Yeah. You're a female. And mm-hmm. that's hard. That's ha- because we don't think or act. <sighs> I think one of the th- interesting things I'm, about I, I totally she, get what you're I'm having a hard time putting it into words. When I'm reading what she's saying, I know exactly what she means. But there's still this part of me that's like, I can't own that yet. Mm. I haven't reached that yet. Mm. The interesting thing about what you just said, the words you just used too, is that you said like viscerally. You can't do it. And I think that we often confuse what we are comfortable with as as women in our own minds and, you know, in a position where, you know, I have a radio show. My name is on my radio show. It's my show. But still, in my mind, 
diminishing that to an extent. Yes. But that's all in me. It and is it's us. not it's not and women women do this because we think too much, we overanalyze uh, and we we punish ourselves. And I what and the reason why I think it's important to point that out is that to say that there's no like ever patriarchy where the man is trying to get you down. I'm not going to say that never happens, but we are so incredibly hard on ourselves yeah. that sometimes this is significantly self-imposed and the barriers that are holding us or the ceilings that are keeping us down could be self-imposed. Like if you are, if, if, if you're going for something and you're a, a afraid you're going to be told, no, you might not ask for it. If, she talks about all of this. Yes. If you're a man and you want something and you ask for it and you get it and you're a woman who's afraid of hearing no and you don't ask for it and you don't get it. And that man makes more money because he asked and you didn't. That's not his fault. That's not the company's that's fault. That's got a bottom line where you, nobody's going to walk up to you and say, <clears throat> I think we should pay you more money. And you're, oh, are you sure? You, are you sure? I don't want to, you know, like you, you start qualifying everything. As women, we need to, in a lot of cases, get out of our own way and decide when it's time to make that step and be willing to hear no. I mean, that's, I think that's. I've been doing a lot of that lately, being willing to put myself in a position where I don't get what I want. But the reason I don't get it is because I was at I asked for it and was told no or not right now or come back later instead of not having it because I was too scared to ask. And I think I know for myself in the past, always wanted to be a team player. Don't want people talking bad about me. Don't want to be somebody who's seen as a troublemaker. And those are all still true. But I also want to make sure that I'm providing for my family the way I can provide for my family. And I ask myself, if I'm not going to go for this, whatever this thing is, if it's in my professional life or my personal life, if I'm not going to go for this, what kind of success am I sacrificing myself, even the ability to achieve? And I think we as women are so in our heads about it mm-hmm. the way stereotypically men aren't they just think about like the way the dating scene is set up have you ever seen um eliza she's she has a uh, no. stand up called elder millennial mm-hmm. and listening to the way i highly recommend it they don't watch it in front of your kids it's not appropriate <laughs> for your children but watching her talk about how like you ask a man about what like about you know how when did you know you love me and he'll say something like you walked into the bar and i i just knew i said there she is and then she goes into the whole story about how actually the way it really goes is the woman walks in with her girlfriends and identifies somebody who might be interesting and then we parade ourselves around the bar <laughs> so that you see us and on the eighth time that you see us and we do a little wink wink you're like, and there, and there she, she is, was. right? So, but yeah. I mean, like, that's. Does that happen with every relationship? No, but the, especially as a metaphor, it makes a lot of sense because we're planning everything out at all times. We're planning big plans that never actually get out of our brains. And when we've thought through all of this, and the the guy who's doing the same thing next to us just goes down just to the corner it. office and is like. Hey, I think I deserve this, and here's why: A, B, C, D. Here's some statistical facts as to why I'm valuable to this company, or I'm valuable to this organization, or I think that I would do a good job at this position that is open. And they put it out there, and they get it, and we're like, "But what if this happens? And then what if that? And then what if she says, you know?" And you go through all of this in your mind. You never even actually gave yourself a chance. You talked yourself out of it, and and we 
I'll say I. I've done that to myself so many mm-hmm. times. Oh, I still do it. Yeah. And that's why I need to have conversations like this with you two and other people and keep reading those books. You've got two girls? Two girls. So the thing that's changed my life is having girls. So I have a son and I have two daughters. And I know as a mother that I want my daughters to be as fearless as I want my son to be intelligently. So, but I don't want them. I don't want to, I think, you know, I won't get too political here, but I think that especially the era right now in, in politics is kind of to say that one gender is a victimizer and one is a victim. I don't want to raise my daughters to be victims. I want them to be strong. I want them to be emboldened to put themselves in a position to deserve success deserve yes Mm -hmm. deserve and i don't want in that same situation you cannot put your daughters into a position to have success rather than deserve it if you just say that they should have success because they're women and women empowerment what am i saying about my son the i cannot give to my daughters that just just by virtue of giving without taking it away from my son and my my children haven't hurt anybody (laughs) Not yet. God willing, you know, that continues to go in the right direction. But we can like we can lift everybody up without having to try to pick and choose winners and losers from the get go from things that don't that aren't even determinable by the individual who's experiencing it. So do I want to raise my daughters to assume things in life just because they're girls? No, I do want them to know that it's different to live in the world as a Mm -hmm. female. As yeah. it is to to be a man, and I want to teach my teach my son that, you know, you've got the world at your fingertips, but you need to work to deserve everything that you're going to get too, and not take anything for granted. And I want to teach you how to treat humans, people with respect, not just women, but especially women, treat each other with respect. Yeah. And I think the lessons that we need to teach our kids. When I see myself in these positions, and I'm thinking about, do I go for it or do I not go for it? How what would I tell my daughter to do? Mm-hmm. Tell her to go for or it. your friends. Yeah. That's a big thing. It's like, what would you tell your friend to do if they came to you in that predicament? That was a woman. There was this episode that I just watched on New Girl, and it was, I know, I know, guys, but I did. <laughs> you just did I in your head <laughs> what I just said that women do. You just, you <laughs> said just that, own it. And then you judged it. I <laughs> watched New Girl. It's my guilty pleasure. And yeah. we're done here. Um, so I, I watched this episode. And it was all about the main girl wanting to be involved in these Tuesday morning meetings. And she was so afraid to ask. And she was wondering and contemplating why she wasn't asked. And, you know, it came about that she was like, I'm a woman and that's why. And it's filled with men. And I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tell all those men what I think. And that and her best friend was like, yeah, duh. Why would you not? And it's those moments that you're like, you know what? If my friend was in this kind of predicament, I would totally be, or my mm-hmm. daughter, or my sister, I would tell them to go for it. Like, get the hell up out of this chair and go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So why would we not see that in ourselves as women to do the same thing? And I, I where you were going f- with talking about, like, girl boss and everything, it's almost patronizing for someone to say, she made it, and she, look, she's a woman, She's mm-hmm. successful and she's the boss and she's a woman. Can that's, you believe it? That's exactly what it's Rachel says. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm just another go-getter out there with a great attitude and I'm, I'm ambitious and I 
did what I needed to do just like any man would. So yeah, I'm the boss. It's not the girl boss. It's the boss. I'm the boss. (laughs) Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.